Mm. You know what I've just discovered? I've just discovered that a uh, a mint, the, the, the kind that are shaped like O's and uh, tastes like wintergreen, whatever that is, uh, to uh, consume one of those takes just slightly longer than playing one of our newscasts here. And uh, that's why I have a couple of little pieces of it here in my mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the Food Show. Welcome back. It's uh, to, time for us to talk about food, about cooking out, cooking in, uh, wine. Hey, you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of parties right now. I have one to go to tomorrow. I have another one on Saturday. And there are a bunch of them I haven't, uh, I know I'm not going to get to. A few that uh, have happened in the last week or so. And it's one of the best parts of, uh, of Christmas. All these people that you haven't seen in a while turning up. Or you're showing up at their house, one or the other. But anyway, uh, we think about those things. And uh, what do you serve at a party that where it's it's a, a a Christmas party or a New Year's party. What do you uh, what do you get ready for those folks? I'm going to uh, two of them that I know about that will have me involved in them. One of them is uh, my wife's sister, who has been hosting Christmas Day uh, eats for the extended family uh, of hers and uh, even some of my family too. Uh, my family is a lot smaller than theirs. So anyway, it's a nice, uh, nice house and nice people. And uh, I'm, uh, I've been told to bring the root beer glazed ham. If I ever become famous for any dish, that's the one I'm become, become famous for. And if you want to look at it, go over to nomenu.com and then into the recipe section and just dig around a little bit. I, I'd give you an exact uh, address, but I don't know what it is. I could find it out, but I don't. It, I, we're on the radio, and we got to keep going. So uh, anyway, that is uh, that's there, and I, I'm bringing that. And they also ask that I bring a cheesecake. The cheesecake uh, is alleged to be really, really good by uh, my family, but they, uh, but uh, it's it's really just a very straightforward classic recipe, and it came from a guy who used to be the pastry chef at Andrea's years and years ago, and I got the recipe because we were writing a, a cookbook, Chef Andrea and I. He, it's his recipes mostly, uh, but it was, uh, I was doing all the writing. And anyway, the, the recipe that this guy had done for cheesecake over at Andrea's, I think they're probably still using it. It's a classic uh, version of it. And I make mine, I have one little uh twerk that I added to it. I add a little bit of orange juice and a pretty good bit of uh, the, uh, let's see, what's that word for that? Uh, Where you take an orange or really any citrus and there's this little gizmo that you use to rub across the skin of the oyster and you'll get these little shreds that have a lot of oyster oil, excuse me, not oysters, uh, orange oil or, or lemon oil. And that's a different taste from what you get in the juice, uh, and I, I like having that in there, and you see it floating around on top. I did one with satsumas for Thanksgiving, and it was a big hit because uh, I had slices of satsumas that were just floating on top of the cheesecake, and it looked terrific, and it tasted just as good. Lonnie Nisley was the name of the chef that uh, 
came up with that, or at least he's the one I got it from. He's no longer with us. He was a young man. I don't know what happened, but uh, he, he died young. And he, But he left behind a lot of good recipe items, uh, most of which are in Andrea's cookbook, written by me, but his, his recipes. I take no credit for the quality of his recipes, which is substantial. Uh, I do take credit for my words, but, uh, you know, I'm a word kind of guy, whatever that is. 260-6368. Uh, you know, someone called earlier and said that they couldn't do something or other because they were over overloaded with business or something. Anyway, I'm, I'm having the same such thing today, and I want you to know about it, especially if you are a regular reader of my newsletter, The New Orleans Menu. I put everything that you hear about here, as well as a bunch of other stuff even beyond that, in the newsletter every weekday. Uh, but today, I had two things I was trying to get out. One of them was my regular newsletter, which runs to usually about 2,000 words. And uh, the other was uh, a list of the restaurants that are going to be open on Christmas Eve and another list of people who are going to be open on Christmas Day. Now, here's the deal on that second thing. Uh, would you believe, I've, I've talked to a lot of people in a lot of restaurants, and a lot of them have told me that they haven't really decided what their hours, what they would do on uh, New Year, on Christmas Eve. The problem is that Christmas is on Tuesday, and obviously Christmas Eve is on Monday. Most restaurants, well, a lot of restaurants, let's just say that, a lot of restaurants are closed on Monday, and to open for Christmas Eve, despite the fact that there's a huge amount of business to be had, a lot of restaurants can't pull it together to be open on Christmas Eve, and so it's kind of tough to find a, a place to eat. Uh, you know this if you've tried to get uh, get some reservations anywhere. Uh, anyway, I started calling around, and uh, none of this was on anybody's website, so it all involved a phone call, and half the time, the person who answered the phone said, you know, I better get the manager to talk about this. And so they find the manager. There's another 10 minutes that goes by. And then the manager says, you know, I better check in with the owner and see if he's okay with that. I said, it's not going to cost you anything. I mean, I'm just saying, are you open and serving on Christmas Eve? And he said, no, I really better ask the boss. Oh, you know, then it, it balloons up to like 15 minutes per restaurant. And, uh, and we have a lot of restaurants in the city, and I go through the whole list, and that's why I have not, I have not published that list yet this year. I'm ashamed of myself for that, but it's just become a huge task to do that. Not much, much worse than usual. But I'm, I'm going to try to get it out today, later. I've been uh, working on it all day, and all, the whole weekend, too. Not, not quite finished. Sorry about that. I, I know I feel like I let you down, but uh, there you go. Let's see. Where were we? Were we anywhere? It's half past. No, it's quarter past the hour. 260 is our telephone number. Call me and tell me uh, where you've been eating. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, my wife and my daughter and, and I and uh, have been uh, working on... Uh, our Christmas tree, and what seems to be the story at the moment is that we bought a Christmas tree that was about the same size as we've always had, but for this thing was really dense, and so it it's very heavy. 
And we have found that uh, we went through two different kinds of uh, Christmas tree stands, and neither of them will hold the tree up. You're, not, you're sure something's not living in that tree? Oh, it, that could be. I mean, it might be one of the dogs or something hanging up in the tree, but it, it just keeps falling over. And the reason is is that the, the, the base is too small. Uh, it's pretty big, but this is a heavy tree, and it kind of curves off on this side, and then it curves back on the other side, and it can just fall in just about any direction. I think we're going to have to buy another tree and start over again because uh, it was really driving us nuts today. But I had another thing. Uh, I made a promise to my wife. Uh, might have been last year. It's not a long, long time ago. She said, you know, you and your bubble lights are just so tacky. Uh, she says, you know, I've always wanted to have a, a Christmas tree that's covered with little twinkling white lights all over top to bottom. It's so elegant. My wife's into design. She really likes that kind of thing. And I had to say, oh, fair enough. You know, I've been going up there with all my colored uh, uh, lights and especially with my bubble lights, anybody know, uh, I, I, you don't see them too much anymore. They're very hard to come by. Bubble lights have a bottom part that looks like a bowl, and then coming at the top of it is what looks like a ray gun, frankly, and it's filled with a, a kind of a liquid, and all of this is colored to, to uh, Christmas colors, and you uh, you plug it in, and you have whole strings of these things, and they just sit there on the tree bubbling away. These things are usually uh, inherited. Uh, in this case, it was the the liking for them I did indeed inherit from uh, my family. I remember we had bubble lights when I was a little, little kid, but I always thought they were cool. And uh, so I've always had them. Uh, for a long time, I had an all-bubble light uh, Christmas tree. This was back when I was single, of course. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I, I was very proud of the fact that I was able to gather enough of them together. Well, now I find I'm down to my last eight bubble lights. And I have a little fixture that is really designed for night lights in, the, in a bedroom or something. And uh, the bubble lights fit perfectly on one of these. So it's the one and only active bubble light in my house. is not on the tree at all, but on the wall. And it just sits there and bubbles away. And with the light on, it's it's interesting. The the liquid has a very low boiling point, and so uh, just the heat of the of the actual light bulb that's inside of it is enough to make it come to a boil, and that's where the bubbles come up. But once it gets to the top of that little glass, it's like the size of a pencil. It's about maybe oh I don't know three four inches long. It actually at that point it. Uh, it uh, uh, just turns to like rain. It's same. The same exact uh, thing happens to it. This, the uh, the liquid comes on down, and it just keeps recycling, and and you can let it do that for as long as you want How until it yeah, quits I, out. I've, I've you yeah. know I've whipped this whole Christmas tree thing. I've done you away have? done away with that now. I oh, have a yeah. Christmas stick that I put up. <laughs> I'll bet the kids really love it. It has one bulb on it. It's one bulb. One bulb. Five hundred watts. (laughs) And uh, you know, you turn that sucker on, and everything disappears right there. Mm. 
Uh, that's pretty interesting. Window, you'll have to give me your address so I can avoid the house, uh, just in case. Well, it's so on the flight path, it. so, you know, I find it, oh. you know, it, it has mm. double duty. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, this is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We'll come back with more of our little broadcast. We would uh, sure welcome your call here today. What you've been eating, what you have planned for the holidays, you're going out to any uh, any special events I see that the uh, the symphony is doing a lot of performances around town. Uh, that's worthwhile going to. My wife and I both love that. Eh, anyway, we'll come back with more after first please this. It's the food show. What you been eating lately? What you got planned for the holidays? I have an interesting one that's coming up this uh, this weekend. Uh, the Fitzmorris clan has uh, is getting together. Uh, in a couple of days, and I don't know who put it together, but I can't wait to see who shows up. There's a, there's a bunch of us out there. A couple of us have become semi-famous, or sometimes quite famous. My, uh, we all can figure out uh, how we're related, and I always am. I've never met anybody with that name who I wasn't related to at like the cousin level. And uh, anyway, uh, Jimmy Fitzmorris who was uh, the vice, no, no, no he, there was nothing vice about him. Uh, he was the most honest person in politics, it seems like, from everything I've ever heard. But anyway, um, Jimmy Fitzmorris uh, and, and his family, they, uh, we, we, uh, when I run into somebody else, I say, oh, how are you related to him? Because he's, he's the one that everybody knows. So that'll be interesting. My my sister, who uh, likes collecting genealogical information, should get a kick out of that. If it turns up, uh, well, never mind. Two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero sixty three sixty eight. It's the food show. Uh, tell me where where you've been eating lately. Uh, uh, I was writing my dining diary today. As usual, I'm running a few days behind. But the most recent one was that dinner we did at the Roosevelt Hotel. Uh, a week ago today, gee whiz, it's, time flies, huh? No, not quite. Anyway, uh, where have you been dining lately? Tell me about that. What do you have planned for during the holidays? Uh, you doing a party yourself? What are you cooking? What are you putting out there? Uh, do you ask people who come to your uh, dinners at your house, especially during during the holiday season, you tell them what you want them to bring? Uh, most people are eager to bring something. I know I always am, even if they say, oh, no, no, bring anything. We don't need anything. We've got a you know, big buffet kind of thing going on. Okay, why not? But uh, I always feel like I ought to, ought to bring something. Uh, I'm having, um, uh, let's see, tomorrow or the next day, yeah, I'm uh, going to uh, the rehearsal for the uh for the choir that I'm in on the North Shore. But uh, it's a good thing we have it uh, around Christmas time because we don't rehearse the rest of the year at all. <laughs> we just get up there and do it. I don't know how we do it, though. Anyhow, uh, all, all these fun things coming along. So it was a, a combination uh, family get-together and uh, practicing all the, the songs that will be uh, during the services. 260 Call right now, you'll get right in. What's cooking uh, for you lately? What have you really enjoyed? What's what uh, uh, what kind of fish are you liking this day? Yesterday, uh, I had a lengthy conversation with one guy, and then two more guys came in to to 
kind of uh, reaffirm everything he had said. And it was about how good a fish sheep's head is. And I, I've been talking about that for quite a while because for a long time, uh, you the only way you would ever taste uh, uh, that fish is if you were to uh, go to a restaurant that was just using them as a special or if the wholesaler of the fish uh, was calling sheep's head, he, he was calling it something else like trout or redfish or red snapper or something, which is dishonest. But it's not too big a sin because the the fish that they were using usually was sheep's head and sheep's head there's nothing wrong with that fish it is a white flaky fish it has a great flavor it's not overwhelmingly uh, fishy that you know i hear that a lot from people you know that i don't like that seafood taste but i love seafood (laughs) wait a minute how can you put the two together uh so uh anyway uh, we're we, we go all over the place with this, in other words. 260-6368. I'm sorry, who is there? Larry. Larry, welcome to the food show. Larry, uh, are you there? Yeah, Tom, can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Go right ahead. Do you know where I can find some good hoghead cheese? Yes, I do. This is well, wonderful. There's this wonderful little uh, store on Esplanade Avenue, Tortoricci's. Is that that's not the name of it? Wait a minute. Um, you know what? This is going to be one of those things I'm going to have to ask for the the public's help I to tell to me say, this. Can you find out from your listeners? Yeah, you know? I, I I certainly will. And if you can keep on hold for a while, it's on it's on uh, Esplanade Avenue, about three or four blocks from City Park, and it's a little okay. it's a little grocery store. It's an Italian tetter. Uh, wait a minute. I'm all. It's almost in my head now. <laughs> Uh, Terra Nova. Like no, that's me. not it. Yeah, I know. Well, that's you, you know, this getting old stuff. It's for the birds. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what they do over there is they make all their own sausage. They make everything in-house. These guys are really good butchers in the Italian okay. style, and they make a killer hoghead cheese. And and I get this from my wife who loves hoghead cheese. She absolutely loves it, and she says uh, that's that's the best one of all. Well, I thought uh-huh. uh, Trapalooch was the best, but they shut down in Picayune, you know. That's a long drive, though, and that that they were good, uh, but well, you know that's, that's I got a, a long longer way. drive. I live in Popperville. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, uh, then that's a safari for you. So yeah. no, no big deal. But uh, uh, keep listening. These guys, yeah. it's worth. If you're in town, you may as well go over there and try what they do because it's. Oh yeah, I'm in town every every day. You know. All right. Well, uh, just right. keep listening to me for the next I'll few minutes, I'm sure. Hey, where did you say it was uh, about three blocks? It, you know, about three or four blocks from City Park. You know, Esplanade oh, Avenue oh, rolls out to City eight. Park. And it, Terra Nova, that is. I had it right the first time. and I just, <laughs> Terra Nova is the name of it. It's on Esplanade Avenue. If you're coming from where the statue used to be of Beauregard, it would be... Like three or four blocks. You'll see it. There's a bunch of restaurants around there. Right. And they're right right in the middle of it. Terra Nova's. That's it. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. So do I. Bye. It's the food show. Yeah, they make, uh, and all those sausages, too. 
uh, over there. They make all their own sausages. They make a wonderful Italian sausage, probably the best around. I've heard a lot of chefs say that. Uh, I've, it certainly seems that way to me. But it's one thing if a guy like me tells you that this particular kind of Italian sausage is really, really good. Uh, if the chefs say it, you know you're on to something because the chefs have the whole world to compare it with. And if they find that after that comparison there, the thing that they were touting turns out to be good, it probably really is. I can tell you it certainly is for that product. Terra Nova's is the name of it. Uh, this is the food show, 2606368. Anybody got a better place to get hoghead cheese? Call us and tell us about it. We're all looking. Now listen. Please, please listen to what I'm about to tell. If you hesitate to do that because you think, oh, man, that'll fill the place up all the time and it'll take a long time to get served. Not true. I've never seen that. I've never had anybody tell me that. Second thing is if you you go to this restaurant and you really love it, don't tell anybody about it because – That way, you can keep it to yourself, except that the place will go broke because they need the publicity. Restaurateurs would love to hear you say, you know, I was I called in that uh, Billy Fitzgerald show on the radio about eating and stuff. Isn't that the name of the show? Eating and stuff. Anyway, I went over there and uh, I told him about your restaurant. He seemed very interested. But I wonder if I should have done that. Well, the. The owner of the restaurant will say, you should, you waited, oh, for goodness sake, no, no, please tell him. And uh, that's how they feel about it. So if you find anything good, let everybody know about it. And you know what I'm going to say about family recipes. If you have a good family recipe, find the person who did it, sit them down, and say, listen, let's let's cook this dish. I'll I'll go get all the ingredients you need. Uh, It won't cost you a nickel. And I want to watch you do it. And we're going to measure everything and then put it together, maybe make a little booklet of, uh, of all of these recipes that your family makes. Don't let that get away from you because I have people who call me. It almost makes me cry. Tell them my grandmother used to, to make this really good sausage that she would put in her soup and, and with red beans, and it just was so good. How do you make that? How the hell do I know? Because this is a lady who's been dead for, you know, 50 years. And uh, nobody ever bothered to ask her to give you that recipe. And don't let them just hand you a piece of paper and say, here, follow this. That's not good enough. You have to watch them do it because they don't keep track of what they put in there. I know my mother was certainly like that. She uh, she would, you know, I remember this one exchange. She says, okay, now you put a spoon of butter in here. And I said, what kind of spoon? And she said, uh, uh, you know, a regular spoon, just a regular spoon, like you know, uh, a teaspoon. No, 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 not a teaspoon. Just you know, a regular spoon. I say, okay, so like a tablespoon. And she says, no, 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 just a spoon. W- what do you mean by a spoon? And then she, you know, whipped out her uh, her kitchen spoon, which is pretty big. And I said, that's what it is. She said, yeah, that's a spoon. Well, she was right. But I noted that down. I figured out how much does one of these spoons hold, and it turned out to be like three tablespoons. But you got to do all of that. But once you get to the end of it, you'll be real happy that you did, especially if you put it into a little book or something or a folder and give it to everybody else in the family. I, for a, a, a birth, a, a Christmas present for yourself and 
everybody else in your family, do that one of these days. Uh, 